Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hopwoddy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's a Friday morning episode. And of course, the question on everyone's lips right now is, how is your post-COVID recovery coming along, Sam? It's going well, actually. I feel I feel really good. It's such a relief. I thought it was never going to leave me. for that. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm just feeling fighting fit. I was exercising yesterday. And I was surprised yep. by the amount of energy I had. I've bounced back. I have bounced back, and it feels great. And it it makes you feel grateful for your grateful for your body, which is another good name for a yeah. song when we have form been, our soul. Have act. you been singing that song towards the direction of your chosen god? I'm grateful for my body. Yeah, it's it's like an yeah. eighties soul. Good. Sorry, that's Cookie in the background. Oh, hello, I've had to. Um, no one, no one else is in the house, so I've had to invite her into the Vita Modular because she is okay. mental and will not sit in the house or the garden on her own, unattended to, for more than five minutes without having a shit fit. So I've invited okay. her in here. And uh, I, I'll be honest, I just don't know. This could go either way. Um, but it's more likely yeah, to go a bad I'm way. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure that she'll remain calm and respectful of the podcast throughout yeah. Does she know about podcasts? Have you explained? Yeah, I've tried to explain it to her. Though. She says, she says, she sort of, her attitude seems to be fair enough if it's if it's what makes you happy. But yeah. I'm not going to pretend that I've got respect for you doing that. Has she got any opinions on podcasting versus legacy media? Or has she not said anything on that? I think she understands that the legacy media has just run out of ways to monetize itself. And so ultimately, you have to take different paths. And yeah. ultimately, going direct to your audience is better for you creatively <laughs> and financially. <laughs> it's pretty smart cookie. Though. I think I think she's right. To be honest, I mean, she's worked it out quick. Excellent, good stuff. Mm. Uh, before we go any further, uh, Liverpool show rescheduling saga could be at an end of day. We might have a new date. Uh, we can announce later on. I'll tweet that when we get it. Tickets are still on sale because do, we're doing the tickets through Eventbrite. So like yeah. we're selling the tickets directly. Um, Which means the venue be... is neither here nor there. Although, if, So if we're changing That's, venue, yeah. we'll have to stick someone yeah. on the door of the old venue on the night, sending people down the road to the new venue. No, no, no you, you can send an email out to all of your Eventbrite customers and say, here's the yeah, new yeah. venue. Oh, yeah. You can send the email out, but some fuckers will still turn up at the other venue. That's their fucking problem, mate. Yeah, that's true. I'm not. I'm not putting someone on the door. You know, they change the dates of football match to Sky. I, I, they don't put someone. On, they don't put someone on the door of, the, of the stadium. I, 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 I know a couple of friendly scousers who'll do it. Well, that's up to you. <laughs> that's up to you. But they're, I've they're, got scouse cousins, but I haven't seen yeah, one of them since Euro '96. Since Euro '96, when we we had a spare ticket for fucking. 
I think it was Italy, Germany, um, or Italy, Czech Republic, or something. So we gave him a buzz. He came right. out with us, but um, I don't know. We didn't click, to be honest. But I could see if he was still around. <laughs> go, remember me? Remember that night we didn't click in Liverpool? Like twenty-seven years ago in in Euro ninety-six. Well, I've got a favour to ask you now. Yeah, <laughs> I said one day that in return for that free <laughs> ticket. I would offer you. I would one day come to you for a favour, and here it fucking is. That day has arrived. Mm. Yeah, I'm not putting anybody in any fucking legacy uh, venues. <clears throat> it's fair to say we probably won't be going with the original venue because they, they just haven't responded to communications, and when they have, Mad. it's been um, problematic. Let's say, but I'm not here to badmouth anybody. Well, it's a good job we did done. cancel because um, we found out just before I got COVID, they'd revealed casually that there would be no microphones or, <laughs> yeah. or sound. Any kind of electricity. But, wait, but to be fair, Andy, that still puts them a little bit ahead of Sheffield, who didn't even it's provide chairs. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> Sheffield right. didn't even have chairs. Yeah. And when I asked them for chairs... They sort of looked at me as if I was a oh, arc at him up from London with his fucking airs and oh. graces. Oh, you want chairs oh. now, do you, Ma- <laughs> Your Majesty? Do you want anything else? Hey, <laughs> lad, you're not in London now, right? If people want to come and see the show, they can fucking stand on the two feet God gave them. We've heard all about the podcast, and why on earth would you assume that you'd need chairs? <laughs> Surely, a microphone, with your ears, is it? A microphone. Up. What's the matter with your voice? Can't you speak up loud enough? Can't you project? Is, is your soft, is your soft London voice too <coughs> too weedy for anyone to hear at the back of the room? Are you all wheezy from that poisonous air you have down there? <laughs> all in fumes. Who was it? I was trying to remember. You know when I sort of like went into a rant at the at the admin staff of that venue. Who was it yeah. that I sort of compared us to? There was a there was a um, oh, a pop fuck. star. Fuck, I can't remember. Was, now. was it George Ezra or was it? I think it was George Ezra or Sam something. I go Sam Smith possibly. Not Sam. I think it was George Ezra. We're not George uh, Ezra or anything. Oh God, listen, it's not like we think we're George Ezra. And as I've said it, I thought, I hope they don't quiz me on this, because I've no idea who George Ezra is. It's just a name that I've heard bandied about. <laughs> For all I know, we could Fuck be bigger than George Ezra. I don't know. Probably not, though. Something to aim for, though, isn't it? Fucking hell, Cookie's eating earth out of the fucking plant pot again. Stop of it. Of course. She's getting it in her mouth and then she's redistributing it on the floor. She's like getting a right. mouthful of earth and yeah. then she's getting out of the flower pot and spitting it out yeah, on the she, floor. Did, and then... did she not do, do the exact same thing last time she was a guest? Yeah, but that was a long time ago. I thought she'd matured <laughs> since then. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm going to have to get the fucking shark out here again, aren't I? All the way over to the Vita Mutt. Stop it, Cookie. You absolute idiot. Well, you invite me in here. What do you expect? <laughs> Shouldn't have put the plants down, should you? Shouldn't have put the plants down. That's thing to have in your pod studio anyway. What do you need a plant for? <laughs> if it's not for eating. What oh, do you well, need I'll a pod studio for? I heard you used to do them in your bedroom. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Well, it, was, it was very uncomfortable and it used to annoy the children, actually, Cookie. <laughs> Fuck them. Oi! Mind <laughs> your language. Don't talk about the kids like that. 
<laughs> just because they never walk you or do anything to, <laughs> towards your life. Were promises made before Cookie's acquisitions about, about uh, walking? To and, be fair, not by care. my daughter because she was always quite anti right. getting a dog. Right, but yeah. in the end, she was like, she went from being anti to being, all right, fine, get a fucking dog, but don't expect me to get involved, right? And that was and like, what, okay, understood. But my son was what, like, yeah, I'll do anything for the dog, but he, he's yeah, not, yeah, he's yeah. not doing. He's of that all. age, I guess. Yeah. Mm. And and what's your daughter like now with the dog? Is she st- interested or she just ignores her? She tolerates it, and then like sometimes she right. loves the cat. She loves Bobby, and she feels bad because the dog does actually terrorise the cat. You'd think it'd be the other way around. But the dog is so needy and jealous that if you show any attention to the cat... The, this morning, the cat came on on my lap for a little cuddle when I was having my morning cup of tea. Yeah. And I really like that because I get a huge amount of affection from the dog. But sometimes the cat, you know, is just sort of left down. You know what cats are like? They can be a bit aloof anyway. And the cat sort of came over purring as if to sort of say, oh, come, come and have a little cuddle with you, shall I? And um, I was, like, really delighted because it's different. I mean, cuddling a dog's nice, but it's quite hectic, right? Whereas cuddling a cat is so soothing and relaxing, right? Yeah. With yeah. little purr. And it's come over, and we're about 30 seconds into this nice little cuddle, and the dog spots it and just runs across the room and just fucking knocks the cat over with its paw because yeah. it cannot take yeah. the cat having any attention. Cannot take it. The only That's way you can get... If the dog wonderful. won't come in... And the dog's barking in the garden, right? I don't know if Oscar does this. Sometimes Cookie just goes out for a right good bark up, right? And just barks <laughs> at, like, who knows what, the, the neighbourhood, to announce that she is here, right? And sometimes it's really... And it's annoying, so you go out to the back door, you go, Cookie, come in, stop it. Stop it, come in, and she'll just ignore you. And the only surefire way, even more surefire than shaking her biscuits, right, to get her in, you pick up the cat, and you start really? stroking the cat. No way. Yeah, and fucking the dog will hell. fucking run back into the house and start jumping up at you to try and get you to put oh, the cat down. Oh, wow. What a weirdo. Fucking yeah. weirdo. What's she doing right now? Uh, she's distributed, like, a huge amount of earth onto the floor of the Vita Modulo. She seems satisfied now that she's got enough earth onto the floor. Oh, that's good. There's a limit and- then. Um, for now and now what she's doing is she's just using her snout to push it around into do right. like arrange it she seems to there seems to be oh, an arrangement good. that she's dead set on and um, she's eating bits of it once so she stops once and I just consume some earth oh, that's not so yeah, good and that's what she's doing at the moment she's got it all stuck I'd in her beard a, mm. that's a 50-50 win-lose scenario there hey listen you know Netflix yeah can you guess how many... This is US Netflix statistics, but the same will probably apply to the UK. Can you guess how many films are on Netflix that were made pre-1980? Oh, no, I can't. I'm not even going to try to guess. I don't like guessing games. Guessing games are shit, aren't they? Let's yeah. be honest. I'll tell you, You put 35, me on the spot. 35. Fuck off. 35 yeah. films before 1980. Yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's shocking, isn't it? Well, all the best films were made in the 70s. Everyone knows that. I mean, exactly. there was great films exactly. made in every decade, but in the 70s, like, you're looking at, yeah. if you break down the best films ever, you got 80% from the 70s, right? <laughs> yeah. Then you then you got oh, about 10%. It's, it's then just... then for, me, for me, my personal taste, I'd probably say 5% in the 80s, right? <laughs> and since then, I mean, fuck me, not many. Oh, yeah, and I, I like Team America. That was the noughties, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
Mission Impossible 2 was pretty good. Oh, yeah, like that was that. good. Yeah. Um, but fuck me, yeah. yeah oh, no, hang on. Yeah. I'm forgetting. I forgot. I'm forgotten. I'm forgetting the best film ever, which, of course, is Revenge of the Sith, which, to be fair, was made in the noughties. Right. And that, that stands yeah. up against any of the auteurs of the 70s movies. Planes, trains, and automobiles is good as well. Yeah, that's eighties and and trading places as well. Yeah, so, so I and, and it's um, right then. Airplane was nineteen eighty, but what I'm saying is you got not many. Like the seventies are when most of the good ones were really. So yeah, um, I don't know. It's it, it is quite. A, I found when I had COVID that I was struggling to find a film that really grabbed me and that I really wanted to watch. I didn't watch yeah. any in the end. I mean, I was I was struggling generally with Netflix to find something that I really, really wanted to watch. As I said, I watched yeah. the whole of Beef quite quickly. That That is good. I can recommend that. And then I watched the whole of season three of um, Happy Valley, which obviously was very good. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, I'm a real latecomer to Happy Valley. I only started watching season one, like, about a month or two ago. And, that's, um, that's fine. And then, and then I watched that thing, The Gold, which I thought was a bit shit, but it was, you know, watchable. Oh, it was, like a, sh- uh, it was the, like a shit version of The Sweeney. Mm, but surely that's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's why it was all right. version of The Sweeney, isn't it? No, that's why it was all right. Because, I mean, Sweeney, I think The Sweeney's the best TV show ever. Right, and uh, this was like someone had made a shit version. Mm. It was like sort of like I'm a version that was like, let's make it less realistic with less authentic dialogue and actors in. Yeah, you know. Well, I've I've always bigged up Guilt, which is by the same fella Neil Forsyth. And yeah. I watched the first episode of series three last night, and it was exceptional. I think I might start that next. You did. You mentioned that, and uh, he yeah, seems like a good, they're, they're good all bloke. On, they're all on the iPlayer. I was reading up on him. He's a Dundee United fan. He's he quite is. young. He's younger than us, which I found mm. annoying. And he apparently his novel. He's written a few novels before he even got started in TV. And yeah. apparently, his first novel, Irving Welsh described his first novel as like the funniest book he's ever read. Like, it, right. you know, it was a bit of a sleeper hit that kind of fell out of print and then came back once he became famous on the telly. Okay. So I think I've downloaded that onto my Kindle. So I can't remember the name, right. I'm afraid, but look it up. You'll find it nice and easy. He wrote, he's, he's, right. he's written a series of sort of comic novels, apparently. So worth checking out. Yeah, there's that. I forgot the name of this. It's a fellow who runs a burger van and he's a local politician. Um... Oh, and Brian well, Cox played him in it. They, they, they did it. Well, what few of the books? Bob's Servant. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And they they made a TV. BBC Four made a TV version, and Brian Cox, of course, who is now the mighty Brian Cox, who I saw succession. cry. Who I saw he did cry at the, uh, the 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 media hub. He I saw played, him cry uh, at, at, at watching Get Back the Beatles film in yeah. front of Glyn Johns. If I put all the pieces of that evening together, I think it remains, I think it may be the best evening of my life. Certainly the most <laughs> yeah, eventful. Yeah. I mean, the Brian Cox thing I'm was watching, almost like the twist in the tail, wasn't it? I'm watching Get Back. I'm listening to Glyn Johns, probably the most entertaining and compelling raconteur I've ever witnessed. Talk about working with the Beatles and the Stones and everyone else and literally mug off the whole audience at the media hub. And then right at the end, yeah. fucking Brian Cox starts crying. Amazing. So sobbing. Amazing yeah, scenes. Well, well done. Good work. Um, so what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Netflix stats as well. There's one film 
from the 1950s. I mm. can't remember what it is. And there are no films from the 1940s. I That's mean, a real shame. We all love an old 1940s or 50s film on a rainy great. day when we're Black filming. Black and white, when you're poorly there so, especially. There are so many great ones. Yeah. Not on fucking Netflix, there isn't. Yeah. That kind of thing doesn't fit the demographic. Yeah, Billy, Billy Wilder films, like, you know, The Apartment and whatnot. Some, they, they were, hot. some, some of them were from the 40s, 40s and 50s. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. think Yesterday's Hero is on Netflix. Well, so that's again, a that's fucking disgrace reason. for starters. Uh, the other night, I was up late. I can't remember where I'd been. Oh, I know where it was. It was when we got in from Brighton. When I got in from Brighton the other night, um, on the Friday after that show, we haven't done... And many shows since that. Um, but by the way, thanks to everyone who came to Brighton and London, it was a right laugh. Brighton, great, weren't they? they really turn out for us down there, and it was a fucking. I think Brighton was the best show we've ever done. It was so much fun, wasn't it? I really mm. loved it. And uh, London, as always, a, vi- a vibrant atmosphere um, <laughs> at the London show. Although looking back on the London show, I now realise that I was showing the first signs of COVID because I felt really fucking flat that night. I was I, right. was I was, feeling really weird. I didn't mention it to you, but I felt really flat. And I think the show went fine, but I was, you know, the next, by, the, by that time, the next day, I was in bed, like, fucked. And I think it was just fucking creeping up on me at the London show. But thank you, everyone who came to those shows. And thanks to all the people who've shown... A, shown patience after we had to reschedule at such short notice on the other shows. And B, so many kind messages about my sad illness. Thank you for them so much. Uh, you had, of course, you had your birthday as well intertwined with COVID. So the double yeah. messaging of different kinds. Yeah. Some yeah. wishing you the very best Happy on your birthday. birthday. Some and wishing other you people saying bad luck. Smooth recovery. Yeah. yeah. So, um... Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, uh, so Jerry Springer died. Got yeah. a call. Got a call. Our mutual friend Mark is producer of Vanessa Feltz's show, and got yep. a call from one of his minions saying Jerry Springer's mm. died. Mark said you've got some good Jerry Springer content that you could come on air with Vanessa at four right. o'clock and discuss with us. And I've gone. No, I'm busy actually, which I was because I was um, I'd gone to Nando's with my son. Uh, we'd gone to the comic shop then, Nando's. It was a great yeah. Thursday. It's sort yeah. of like when you've been ill for a while, Andy, you sort of, you're lying in bed, you're incapacitated, you can't do anything. And you start to think, when I'm better, I'm going to really grab life with two hands. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. really going to start, I'm going to live out louder than ever before, right? Mm. I'm not going to let any day pass without making it special. And these last couple of days, with my first days feeling fully energised, and in the spirit of what I term as a near-death experience, I was like, my son yes, came in from school, and I was like, he said, what are we having for dinner? I went, fuck this, let's go up the comic shop and enter Nando's. That's what we're having for dinner, comics and Nando's. Fucking hell. Yeah, and it was got great. got a similar because- thing going on today. I've got Nando's and the snooker in Sheffield oh, tonight with my son. Lovely. Well, after you're finishing but- school, and then you're driving to Sheffield? Yeah. Wicked. Straight away. I'm, semi-final I'm uh, yeah what was I going to say then oh yeah comic my books. son Where, where's my son. the comic book shop then your local comic book shop no no we drove to um, a nearby area to, to Richmond 
Richmond, well, no, right. we, we drove to Richmond. It's about like 15 minute drive. Parked okay. up, went to the comic shop, got some comics, then went to uh, awesome. Nando's. Fucking blinding, mate. And and Len tried medium spiciness for the first time. He's 11, right? And mm-hmm. he's always had the sauce, which is plainish. You got plainish, plain-ish haven't you? Yeah. Then you got lemon That's and right, herb. Yeah. Then you got medium. Yeah. He doesn't really like the taste of lemon and herb, so he says plainish. And yeah, my daughter, who's about to start, you know, she'll by the time he starts at secondary school next year, she'll be start going into sixth form. So she's had to be sitting him down over the last few months and starting to giving him bits and bobs of advice about adapting to secondary school yeah. life. And the main thing she told him was, listen, you can't fucking start secondary school and still be on the plane at Nando's. You've got to get the medium. Yeah, you'll yeah. Get, you'll, you, know, you might get bullied and there'll be nothing I can do. And you, frankly, you'll deserve to be bullied. That's what she said. That's not what I think. I think that's outrageous. Mm. And she went, you got to fucking, you got to change this shit up. Right. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. And so yesterday, we got known as I was so proud of him, we ordered... And they went, what spice do you want? And he goes, and I was about to do that thing that you sometimes find yourself doing as a parent. And then you kick yourself doing it. You know when you answer questions on behalf of your kids? Fucking hate yeah. it when I do that. I try, I really, yeah. it's one of them. Because I hate when I hear other parents doing it. Right? And then I find myself And then they doing wonder why their kids are socially stunted when they grow up. Exactly. They haven't had the experience of speaking exactly. for themselves. So I really, whenever I do it, I don't do it a lot, but when I do do it, and I was about to do it, and then he like put his hand up, no, wait, I'll have medium. And I was like, that, I'll have medium. And my yeah. heart swelled with pride. And he ate yeah. the medium, and it went fine. And then another great moment was um, towards the end, some, some girls, some, uh, two fa- families came in, two mums, and they both had girls, and the little girls, sweet girls, but they were clean from a very posh school because they had nice little uniforms and hats on. 
and any were, school. Were there, were there, were there, were there mums widows? Mm, I feel they were probably widows to work. I feel that they probably had kind of quite posh, rich husbands uh, in right, being okay. Richmond who, like, are always, right. like, working in the city and mm. never come out. I, I haven't got time to deal with the fucking kids. Let her right. take them to fucking Nando's or whatever it's called. I'll be out having my fucking Chateau Briand. Yeah, right? I'll be in at nine with my chums. Um, and it's cocaine. It's Chateau Briand for lunch, cocaine for dinner. Regular as clockwork. Cocaine Thursday! <laughs> um, anyway they were sitting there and these girls and I always think if you've got a hat on as part of your uniform it must be an expensive school and uh, it was great because me and them were just finishing up our uh, our Nando's and then you know when there's like a moment of quietness in the <laughs> in the restaurant and in this moment of quietness one of these cute little girls who were only about seven or something said really loudly my daddy loves drinking beer <laughs> <laughs> and you could hear one of the mums going well he doesn't love it he does like it from time to time I felt like turn around going no we all learned right and, and there's never a truer word than from the mouth of infants right your bloke has got a serious fucking beer problem right so you can drop all this front that you've got a perfect little family the bloke's an addict <laughs> By the way, I've recently published a book about how to go sober. I suggest you go buy it. I've got a copy of it here if you want. I'll I'll sign sign it for for your husband. What's his name? Don't worry, I'll guess. I bet it's Rufus. Basil. (laughs) Basil. (laughs) Anyway, listen, um, so they wanted me to come on. They they wanted me to come and talk about Jerry Springer. I said, no, Mm. I'm going to Nando's. And I thought, fuck that. If I'm going to tell my Jerry Springer story, I'll tell it on my own podcast, right? You've exactly, heard it before, yeah, for the reasons we, we outlined earlier. You do it yourself directly to your listener. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to do it Bring for it legacy on. media. All due respect to Mark and to Vanessa, both of whom I love, but, you know, so uh, my I'll Jerry Springer. And then I thought, should I, should I race it on Twitter? Oh, so sad to hear about the passing of Jerry Springer. Here is my Jerry Springer memory. No one gives a fuck, but I will tell it on my <laughs> podcast. Which is, I was invited in about the year 2003, maybe it was 2004, some, something around then, maybe it was 2005, to, to do, um, make a pilot with Granada Television for a new Jerry Springer show with a studio audience, but it was more of a, well, more of a Jeremy Vine vibe than a sort of yeah. a Jerry Springer just baiting the underclass sort of vibe, right? And okay. so that there was a panel... One of the panel was um, someone from Corrie. I can't remember her name, but she was Brian sort Tilsley. of one of the sexy older women from from, from Corrie. I'm going to find Amanda out who it Barry? is. Oh, no, not that sexy. I don't think <laughs> oh, I've been able to function. Um, Do you want to just have a moment and think about Amanda Barry playing Cleopatra in Carrie Oh, Cleo? exactly. That's what you put in my head straight away. <laughs> Amanda Platton playing Cleopatra <laughs> is the sexiest performance in the history of cinema. Hear <laughs> me. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Google it if you've ever seen it. Um, <laughs> but in, dear me. <laughs> and uh, so I've gone up there and they said, right, your role on this is um, 
the idea is that Jerry is sort of like a, a stranger abroad and he doesn't quite understand like British culture. And so we're yeah. playing it like you're his mate who he has along on the show to sort of All explain right, okay. things to him, right? <laughs> exactly what you'd need, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we've got this panel of guests, right? But then you sit on a set. So they all sat along one of them long tables. Jerry's yeah. just up and on his feet, like up and about. And you're on a separate little desk on your own. A bit like Richard Osman on Pointless. And they turn to you and goes, yeah. hey, Sam, buddy, tell me, why did, why did they call her posh spice? What does posh actually mean? I don't know. We don't have that word back home, right? And I go, oh, well, forget that. It's blah, blah, blah. Right, and that was the sort of gist of it. And I was like, "Fine, I'll do it. I don't care if you're paying me. I'll fucking do it. Whatever. I want to meet Jerry Springer." Right. So <laughs> they go come up on day. So I f- they flew me up there, which I was impressed by. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to Granada Studios, which I was impressed by. the whole The whole day was very impressive and exciting. And uh, but Jerry never like the, it, I was I had to get there. You know, like a good five hours before we were recording in front of a studio audience. Right. Yeah. And because there was, had to be a big run through, usually you'd do it on a day before. But they were like, "No, Jerry's only flying in from the day from America to do it." So we're there and we're going through the script and everything, me and the guests. And the producer is having to sit in as Jerry. And I'm thinking, "When's Jerry turning up?" And they go, "Jerry." They kept saying, "Jerry will be here any minute. Jerry will be here any minute." Excuse me, I just burped into the microphone. I hope you didn't hear that, but if you did, I apologise. Um, Jerry turns up. <laughs> Jerry, like, I'll leave it in for the IFS, but cut it out for the free to wear. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. The the audience are there in the studio. I can hear them all there. Jerry Springer is still not there. Last minute, Jesus. right? Last minute, I'm mic'd up. I've been through makeup, everything. Jerry Springer waltzes in backstage. Uh, Hi, yeah. guys. How are we doing? Right? All okay, right, let's cunts. get it. Let's, yeah, it was exactly like that. Hey, cunts, Jerry's here. Let's get this show on the road. And I thought to myself, this is amazing, right? Jerry Springer is such a pro. I, I, I remember thinking to myself, this is what it's like working with Americans, right? Next mm. level. Americans are next level when it comes to entertainment. He doesn't need to rehearse. He doesn't need to waste his time like us, right? He turned up. They go, Jerry, have you seen the script? Don't worry, I've seen it. I read it on the plane. And is it right that you don't want autocue? I hate autocue. I don't want autocue. Don't give me a prompt. Right? And I'm like, wow, this is what it's all about. I'm going to learn a lot of You're fucking lessons today. You're going to get a experience here. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. learn so much about broadcasting yeah. from this guy, right? He immediately starts coming on to one of the panellists, right, who was a <laughs> weather presenter from ITV. Um, that is much more interested in that. So what are we doing afterwards for dinner? It just matter, right, and all this. And uh, again... <laughs> This being the pre-Me Too era, I was probably quite impressed by that, by his boldness. Go on, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> He's not making around, is he? He ain't playing games. That's the Americans, see? They don't stand on ceremony, all this daft manners you got over here. We're so uptight in England, aren't we? He sees a pretty Doris and he goes for it. <laughs> Because they've got the class system over there, have they? Yes, he's not worried about anything like that. He just says, look, it's all transactional in America. He's like, look, here I am. I want it. You got it. You want to give it to me? Great. It's there for the taking. You don't? Say la vie. No problem at all, sweetheart. Right? And I'm like this, and I'm like star fucking, I am, uh, what's it, starstruck, right? 
So then we walk on. He's been there five minutes. We walk on. It's packed out. All the like people in the audience and all of that. They play the music. Da da da. The producer has briefed me. We're we're contriving it that Jerry's known you for a long time and you're actual friends. Yeah, no problem. Right. I can yeah. go along with that. It'll work. No problem. I'm in the hands of a professional. The show starts. Jerry has not got a prompt, and he is clearly lying that he's read the script. He does not know what the fuck is going on on this show, <laughs> which is called the Jerry Springer Show, right, or Jerry Springer Today or something. It was a pilot. They wanted it to be like five days a week, daytime. They had a sign made up. Yeah. A lot of money and time had been spent on this, and the cunts just rocked up, Roger Melly style, and gone... Yeah, yeah, fine. I'll turn up. It'll be fine. And he's just gone, okay, welcome. To-. He's got the name of the show wrong first. Stop. They wanted to record our thing as if it was live. Within 30 seconds, they've had to stop and start again. Then it's on again. Then it's gone again. Then he eventually gets the bit where he references me. He's called me Simon, right? This is the guy. <laughs> my old buddy, my old friend, a guy I've known in Britain for a long time, and I've asked him along on the show to guide me through all the stuff I, I might not understand, because you Brits can be pretty weird. It's Simon. Simon Delaney. Simon. Hey, Si, how's it going? <laughs> I'm so starstruck, and we're recording as if live. I've made the decision not to correct him. Yeah. I've thought maybe the producer will in his ear, and maybe the producer did in his ear, but he would have just ignored that. Yeah, yeah. Simon, Sam, do I look like I give a well, fuck what this cunt's name is? You'd have to is? change his name by D-Paul or whatever the fuck you do over here. As far as I'm concerned, whatever you're paying that cunt is money that should have been in my fucking pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll call him what I fucking want, thanks very much. Right, so we've done <laughs> the whole Simon. fucking show. It was a car crash. He's called me Simon throughout. The whole thing's terrible. Needless to say, the show doesn't get commissioned. And at the end, I fly back home that evening with Carol McGiffin, the noted loose woman. <laughs> yes. Ex-wife and then I get, stuck, I get stuck in a car park with her at Heathrow for about two hours because there's some sort of traffic situation. It's snowing. It's nearly Christmas. And I'm chatting to her, thinking we're getting along quite well. It's been a long fucking day and it's already had quite a number of humiliations for me personally. But I keep telling myself, oh, well, it's not cost me anything. I've got a few hundred quid in my pocket. Write it off. It's fine. And this Carol McGiffin seems quite nice. I think we're getting along quite well. Eventually, she gets her mobile out and calls her agent. And I thought, that's weird. It's a Sunday, because it was a Sunday, right? She's going, no, no, it went all right. I don't think it'll get commissioned. No, Jerry didn't know what the fuck he was doing. No, No, I'm still in the fucking car. So I called you. I'm bald shitless. No, I'm with this lad they had on the show, Sam something, but we've run Simon. out of shit. She goes, we, she, she literally said, Sam something, and we've been talking for like an hour, right? I thought we were yeah, really getting yeah. on. She goes, she sat next to me. She goes, no, I'm sat next to this lad they had on the show, Sam something, but we've run out of shit to say to each other now. I'm bored shitless. She sat next to me. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. She didn't, and by the way, she didn't look at me and give me a little wink as if I'm just mucking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was sincere. She meant it. She was sincere, Fuck. and she had wow. no qualms at all. And you got to respect her for it. By the way, I'm not, I'm not telling this story to slag off Carol McGiffin. I mean, it's a fucking bold move, and it's funny too. But yeah, so I've been called Simon all day by uh, Jerry Springer, mm. and then, and then, 
a woman had to call her agent to complain that I was a poor conversationalist. <laughs> As if the agent... Yeah, look, let me look into it. I'll call the producer and see if we can get someone else more entertaining um, to sit yeah, in the car cool, with you. Stand with you, yeah. I'll see if like someone like Christopher Biggins is available. Yeah, yeah. He's more of a I... raconteur. I mean, this guy sounds a bit third-rate, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was that day. So Jerry Springer died, and this is my only Jerry Springer memory. And yeah. uh, God rest his soul, but I wasn't willing to tell it to Vanessa as much as I like yeah. Vanessa. I, I, I said, no, yeah. this one's just for Dawson and the Cunters. Exactly. Yeah, Jerry Springer hadn't really been on my radar, I wouldn't say, for about 20 years. Yeah. But um, the work he did on TV back then... I'd say it's probably dated really badly. So there you go. Well, it's quite good when there's <laughs> fighting. Rest in peace. Everyone likes to see a fight on TV. So you can look up well, on Google yeah. and like see him goading members of the underclass into fighting each other and then always yeah. acting surprised and shocked when they do. That's the thing. He's so insincere. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, what's happening? Oh, no. Oh, come on. we got to stop this. It's like your entire fucking intention was to get these people to fight Geared each up other. Towards this, yeah. And of course, it begat Jeremy Kyle Shaw here in Britain as well, didn't it? So, yeah. Kyle's whole so. next level. I mean, at least, I mean, Springer had at least some charm about him. There Kyle was had zero charm, zero war. Yeah. Yeah, true. I so, met Jeremy yeah. Kyle once and he gave me the most fucking aggressive handshake. I'm sure we talked before oh, about... one of them cunts. Yeah, one of those cunts, right? The power but handshake. Uh, there's a few of them, and usually it's posh cunts, isn't it? Because they teach them yeah. in um, public school and at rugby clubs. Give a firm bloody handshake yeah. and look them in the eye so they know that you're capable of killing a man, right? They know that and you're I the said alpha in the situation. Like, What's with the handshake, mate? Like you're trying to prove you've got a, a strong grip. I'm not scared of your grip. What are you going to do? Grip not, me to death. That's not a natural handshake. What are you doing? What are you doing that also, for? It's like, look, if you're trying to prove, what, is this supposed to make you hard? Because if it fuck, if you want to go, we, we can go, mate. But I will kick you in the bollocks before you've had a fucking chance to grip <clears throat> me with your fucking fancy hands. Right? Fucking bang! Hell. You get a right big fucking bang in the bollocks. Let's see you fucking grip my hand then. Right. Anyway, um, yeah. Kyle did that when I met him. I met him at a do, and uh, he he stared. He st- his eyes are so intense. He tried to stare. He tried to bore into the very core of my soul with his eyeballs. How tall is he? How tall is he? He's, uh, not that tall. He's not. I wouldn't say he's short from memory, but right. he was smaller than me. And he's like yeah. fucking. He's like grabbed my hand like he's gonna break it <clears> off. <throat> and I do this. Yeah. I go. I thought, I'm just not going to go silent here. I'm not going to pretend this isn't happening. So sometimes I'll like go to someone, don't fucking do it. But with him, I just remember going, ow, like that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. fucking hell. Ow, that's too hard. That's really hard. Why are you hurting me? Get off, Jeremy, Jeremy Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> ow, Jeremy Kyle, what's the matter with you? Wow. If, um, if any of our listeners have encountered the overly firm handshake from a celebrity get in touch let us know yeah. we'll build a database that is easily the hardest celebrity handshake I've ever experienced wow. by, a, by a long mile you know well there you go um, let's do some football predictions and we'll fuck off very quickly uh, Bournemouth versus Leeds Bournemouth 2 Leeds 1 I'll go 2-0 to Bournemouth 
who are on a roll, it has to be said. Oh, the well, apart from the when moment. they got thrashed by West Ham last weekend. Oh, apart from that, yeah, of course. West Ham are a different strike altogether. Brentford versus Nottingham Forest. I'll You're go first. first. I'll go for 1-1. One, one. I'll go uh, Brentford 3, Forest 0. Right, oh. And then Sunderland versus Watford, which could lead Sunderland into the playoffs inexplicably. Uh, right, um, Sunderland won. Oh, no, we've got, well, it's normally the West Ham one first. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, sorry, I've listed, listed them wrongly. Crystal Palace versus West Ham United. Um, I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Okay, um, I think that... Um, Nil-nils don't really happen anymore, do they? Nah, it's not the 80s. I'd say 1-1 as well, that's all right. Yeah. Sunderland versus Watford. I think we'll win this one 2-0. I'm going to say 1-0. I'll take either of them. And Chelsea don't play till Tuesday night for some reason, so we'll have Newcastle as the evil team this week. Um, Saudi Arabia's Newcastle. Um, They're at home against... Southampton yeah Newcastle versus Southampton yeah I'm going to say Newcastle 3 Southampton 0 yeah I'll go for uh, 3-1 so there we are that's the predictions that's the episode anything else you want to mention I just want to say for anyone who didn't, who isn't IFS and had, didn't hear the show earlier in the week, why? Because uh, that's something that we're trying to get established now. As uh, I don't know, we, we can't really claim it as our own catchphrase, but there was a great clip that Andy played out. I can't stop thinking Delaney, about it. Delaney, you prick! Why? Jeremy Vine posted a video of himself. Does he wear a helmet cam when he's on his bike? Is that what he does? Uh, yes, he does. Yes. Busy cunt. Yes. I'm sorry, but that is a busy cunt thing to do, isn't it? Because I'm he likes out. fucking posting grass videos, doesn't he? I'm wearing a fucking I'm wearing a fucking camera on my hat, so no one yeah. better start anything because I'll post it on the internet and expose them. Right? Stop being such yeah. a busy nosy cunt. Anyway, he's got his fucking hat cam. And someone's gone out. Was it a van that they shouted out of? What was it? It was an Amazon delivery van. It was an Amazon delivery driver who's crossing the road just in front of Vine. Vine, you prick. Vine, he's you gone, prick. Vine, you prick. And Vine's gone, me? Yeah, you prick. <laughs> yeah. Why? Prick. Why? <laughs> he's gone, you're a prick. Why? <laughs> so we just think that that's the funniest response you get have to anyone abusing you. Why? And the thing is, he does it in full newsman mode. It's very day-to-day, isn't it? Why? It goes, it goes into our uh, rolling top 50 greatest British moments. That we it did. does, actually. We'll have to yeah, it goes Mind your prick. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I kept thinking it and laughing to myself for the rest of the <laughs> Oh god! I'll, re- I'll try and remember to retweet it. So if you don't have to look it up, I'll tweet it, retweet it now. Uh, yeah, fucking hell! Right, that's it. Let's go. We'll be back uh, with some double bill episodes next week to catch up with what we've missed out on when you were ill uh, and other stuff as well. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend, bank holiday, and all that. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.